welcome back, you guys. Uh, before we jump in, I just wanted to remind everyone about our $75 Amazon giveaway. So we have already given out our first two words of our five-word phrase from the past two episodes. So go back, listen to those, write down the keywords when we announce them, and then listen closely for the third word in our episode today. So we are going to start off with our hot takes. This is great. We're back to some questions. We're going to have them for the next couple of episodes. Um, we have another special guest coming uh, here pretty soon, hopefully. And then our finale. Um, real quick, actually, before I give the hot take, I just thought I would throw out there that if you guys have any ideas for our season finale, um, maybe something you would like for us to see that's different, just let us know. Send us a DM. We'd love to hear some of your suggestions. Yeah. So my hot take, and this one I think might trigger Haley even, <laughs> <laughs> but I genuinely don't think that people don't actually like a certain activity. I think that they just haven't found a version of that activity that works for them or that they like. So when it comes to things, for example, like sports, right? It's okay that you say you don't like basketball or you don't like volleyball or whatever. Like, But I don't think that you don't like sports in general. I just think you haven't found a sport that you like. And, and it, you know, it doesn't have to be that you like watching sports. Maybe you don't, but I genuinely believe there's a sport out there that every person likes. They just haven't found it yet. Mm -hmm. Sports can be walking. They can be hiking. They can be bowling. Bowling is considered a sport, which I found interesting. Um, swimming, stuff like that. There's a lot of different ones. So then expanding that, I also think that that comes with the categories of books. I don't think that you hate reading. I think you just haven't found a book you enjoy or things like video games, board games. I don't think you hate video games or you hate board games. You just haven't found one you like yet. Now in general, sure, maybe you don't like them as much, but I don't think that you hate all of them because that would kind of be impossible to do unless you have played every single game, unless you have read every single book. <laughs> like, I don't think you hate all of them. Ooh. So I don't know. What do you think about that, Haley? Well, that's, that's something that I've never thought about in those terms as I read exactly how you worded it. But I mean, I think that you make a good point. And I hear that a lot when people talk about exercise and people say, oh, I hate going to the gym. I hate exercising. But a lot of people say, well, you just haven't found that thing that you enjoy. So no, you don't have to go to the gym. You don't have to have this set routine, but go out and explore other ways that you can move your body through exercise and then find what works for you. So some people might enjoy going on a hike every day if they live somewhere, you know, nearby that they can easily just do like a 30 minute trail every day. Or some people really enjoy dancing or skating, finding some way to, to exercise and move their body that, yeah, they, they may have thought, oh, well, I just hate exercise in general and I hate going to the gym, but they haven't explored all of the options. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think too. Like, this is why I think it, it was going to trigger Haley is because I said video <laughs> games. Yeah. Because she's, she's not a video game fan, but I just think she hasn't tried yeah. every video game out yeah. there. I played, oh my gosh, what is it called? The Goose Game? Is that what mm -hmm. it's called? Mm -hmm. Loved that. I See? Loved that. And that's a video game. Exactly. 
it's it's not that you hate video games no you just don't like certain ones yeah I just I right? had not liked any of the ones that I had been exposed to and so I was finally exposed to a game that I really enjoyed so I'm like okay if I can find something else similar to that totally down to play it anything else I've tried it and it's just not for me do you want to know what this reminds me of what it reminds me of that meme <laughs> where the person's like oh so you like reading name three books <laughs> yeah. Or oh, so you like music? Name every song that ever existed. <laughs> yeah. I sit here and and I think about you in particular, right? Where you don't like maybe you don't like shooting video games or like war kind of video games or whatever, but maybe you're like me where I like life simulation games. So yeah. things like Animal Crossing and Sims and Harvest Moon and Stardew Valley, you know, just kind mm-hmm. of really easy relaxing games. Yeah. Or maybe you're more of a Mario Kart fan or Goose Untitled Goose Game. <laughs> um, when it comes to reading, a lot of people say, Oh, I don't like reading because I just get bored. And I'm like, it's because you haven't found a book that interests you. I think there's a book out there for every single person. Every yeah. single person. I do not care. There is a there is at least one book that is out there that you would enjoy. You just haven't found it yet. Mm-hmm. And honestly, you may never find it. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that it doesn't exist, that there isn't a book that is like suitable to your interests and that if you had read it before you died, you would have liked it. <laughs> yeah. Because unless you have read every single book, you don't know. You don't know. I think I'm just trying to remove, which is actually, it's a cognitive distortion using words like always and never. Mm-hmm. So I'm just trying to remove that always and never vocabulary from yeah. different activities. It's not that you've never found a book that you enjoy. It's just you haven't found one yet. Yet. Or that there may be some books out there that would pique your interest. I am trying to be a little more like open-minded with things too. Mm-hmm. Even certain foods or places or things like that. I thought that I hated all of Colorado and then I ended up going there for my mission and, and I actually <laughs> ended up loving it because I found parts of it I enjoyed. So I think that's more of what I'm trying to encourage our listeners to do is just to like be more open to things and experiences instead of weaning yeah. them all off just because one part of it you don't enjoy. Yeah, I think that's fair. How about you? What's your hot take? Okay, so I I really think that, and I don't know if you see this on social media, you know, depending on what your specific algorithm is. But for me, the whole my husband is so incompetent narrative on social media is really overlaid and tacky. And a lot of wives will use social media to say, oh, you know, I asked my husband to go to the grocery store and I have to make an exact list for him and I have to send him pictures of every single thing that he needs to get. And he still comes back home and gets all the wrong ingredients. Mm-hmm. and he can't do anything without me mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. handing it to him and like so many people just spend their time on social media complaining or you know looking down on their husbands and really play into this whole you know my husband needs me and he is like my child and I have to mother mm-hmm. him. And I'm like, you guys, it's not a cute thing to brag about. <laughs> and not every man is like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like, oh, gosh. I, I just, I don't know. I think it's really, it's really overplayed. Too many people do it. And it's just, I think that it's tacky to do that to your partner. I see it a lot as a joke. 
Like a lot of people will say it like jokingly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't believe that this is true for every single joke. I do think that some jokes are just jokes, but I've heard that that phrase that yes. like a lot of jokes have some truth to them. And so if you're sitting there and mm-hmm. bragging on your husband for being your child and that you have to take care of him and watch him and make sure he's okay, it makes me wonder if like there's some truth to that and you're actually kind of annoyed that he's not doing what you want or that he's not yeah living up to your expectations which at that point it's like maybe either lower your expectations or figure something else out because you're being kind of judgmental (laughs) (laughs) yeah like I enjoy the ones where I can tell that you know they're just Mm -hmm. playing it up and it's a fun joke and then like you said there are others where it's like truly the wife just fully Mm -hmm. complaining I'm like I get that but I mean, you can't put all of that Mm -hmm. on him. You had to have known the kind of person that he was before Mm -hmm. you married him. And it seems like you're really playing into, you know, allowing that behavior if it's really Mm -hmm. bothering you. It's different than the couples who have the comedy skits Mm -hmm. like on TikTok where it's planned and everything and everyone finds it really funny. And I find those funny, but the ones that are really on there just complaining. I haven't seen the ones of people like just straight up complaining. It's more that I've only seen it as a joke, mm-hmm. but then I wondered if like there was some truth to that joke. Mm. Um, So that's a yeah. really interesting side of TikTok you're on. <laughs> yeah. Well, or like the ones that are joking, it, some of the comment sections are wives who are like, you know, my husband still does this or it's been 15 years and my husband has never changed our child's diaper or I've only let my husband go to the grocery store you know five times in the past three years only let him you know comments (laughs) like that from yeah (laughs) or or just they think that it's okay for your their husband to never change a baby's diaper or to say oh well my husband has never gotten up in the middle of the night to take care of the baby and I'm like wow that's really sad why are you so mm-hmm. okay with that why have you not brought that to his, mm-hmm. his attention where well it's a communication issue yeah and I'm like I can't have that expectation for my partner if I don't communicate mm-hmm. it I mean yeah it would be really nice if your partner would recognize oh hey she's sleeping and the baby is awake maybe I should go help since I fathered the child <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should be a parent too. But like, if I notice that I need that extra support and for some reason my partner, you know, doesn't naturally think, oh, it's actually my job Mm -hmm. to help or my job to parent, like you have to bring it up to them. So why are you complaining 10 years later that your, you know, partner hasn't done anything and you haven't asked for the help? You were both raised differently. So if you haven't said anything and that was the way he was raised, he or she was raised and you just let it go on for five or Mm -hmm. 10 years, that's what they're going to think is, oh, it's just the same old, same old. This is just, yeah. I think it's important to add to this conversation though. There's a line between something genuinely bothering you and it needing to be fixed and just being nitpicky. Yeah. Yeah. Like actually sitting yourself down and thinking like, is this something that's worth having a conversation over or should I just like Mm -hmm. 
not be so bugged about it and do some self-work because <laughs> your husband probably doesn't oh. even have as many things that's like bothering him about you as as they are yeah. bothering you about him I think it's some give and take mm-hmm. which I think probably goes into more of like the natural roles or responsibilities that mm-hmm. both partners take on where like normally the wife takes on a lot more naturally without realizing it and realizing hey well if your husband was single and didn't have someone to take care of all of these household things like he would be doing it himself he would be cleaning his bedroom he would be doing Mm -hmm. his laundry like don't take on those roles just because you know suddenly you're living with a man he could take care of himself before Mm -hmm. you were living with him it also makes me wonder those are the roles that are played in like heterosexual relationships but in homosexual relationships i think those conversations are just as vital because let's say it is two Mm -hmm. female females who present more female in characteristics who get married yeah all you you both are doing all the cleaning and stuff which is great but then when it comes <laughs> to other things like uh i guess more manly natured things the repairs and the lawn work and all of that who does that then <laughs> so yeah i yeah. think conversation yeah. is just like it's always going to be the most important part in a healthy relationship no matter what absolutely okay are you ready to move on to thriving not thriving i'm ready okay it's you first how are you I am doing pretty well. I've had a good four uh, four day weekend from work, so I've been able to rest up. But I keep getting sick. I woke up sick this morning. Oh. I, may have, I grabbed some tissues a few minutes ago, and I don't know. I'm ugh, I'm so over it. It seems like I get sick like once or twice a month now. Ever oh, since no. oh. we we stopped our mask mandate at school, mm-hmm. and even though I will wear one. I would say it's still pretty 50-50 on others wearing them. And Mm -hmm. I just really liked that last year I did not get sick at all. Mm -hmm. That was my first time working with kids that I did not get sick for an entire year. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, keep your germs away from me. (laughs) (laughs) I was feeling great. And now I'm like, oh, I hope that this is just like a one-day cold and maybe and I it's can, gone yeah yeah it off. but it's unfortunate uh before you move on to your thriving mm-hmm. not thriving we have our next giveaway word so our next yes. word is three the number three so take a minute go to your notes app wherever you're keeping track of your words and type in the number three not to be confused with britney spears three <laughs> <laughs> it's just the number three just just three not the song (laughs) not the song three (laughs) some people think it's like this deep like taylor swift-esque we're gonna give you all of these crazy clues and have you heard about that we're gonna drop a new album yeah yeah (laughs) they're like if you listen to the song three and then you stop this is episode 212 if you stop at the two minute and 12 second mark (laughs) it's not that deep not that it's not All right, Rainy, how are you doing? I'm doing great. And I think this is my first week saying thriving in like a while. A month? Yeah. Oh. I was I was struggling. It's fine. Um I'm actually doing really good today. I don't know if it's because it's a holiday or if like I've been I've been getting back on my working out grind, which has been really nice. That's mm-hmm. helped a lot release those endorphins you know all the good stuff um and I just kind of got like extra time to relax um yeah 
but I, I don't know. I don't actually like have a total reason. I'm just feeling pretty good today. I feel like that extra rest has made such a difference. Yeah. Like Friday, I also had Friday off and that was the first day in probably two months that I have not taken like a two or three hour nap on a work day. (laughs) I wish I could. I get home by like 3.30 and I'm asleep Mm -hmm. until about six or seven days. And Friday was the first day where I got up, I got all of my chores done, house cleaned, like I took my my adult responsibilities. And then I even stayed up until like 11.30 and I felt great all day. Good. Yeah. Well, you know, I've been seeing this a lot on like Twitter and stuff, but us humans are not meant to like work a nine to five work no. day. We no. we just aren't. And the U.S. is one of the only places that still requires it. A lot of other countries will have like literally a nap time in the middle of the day so yeah. people can take a break. So that's something that needs to be fixed ASAP. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I've heard that a lot of other countries have like unlimited paid time off or like 40 mm-hmm. plus vacation days and mm-hmm. you just do your work at work. You do not bring work home. You don't talk about work on the weekends. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, wouldn't that be nice? That would be so nice. Well, and it's interesting too with that unlimited paid vacation because I think I think the U.S. has this misconstrued idea that if they gave us the option to do that, that everyone would take advantage of it and never come to work. And I just don't know that that's true. I think by having the option, I'd probably be more willing to come to work because it's like, mm-hmm. I don't want to take advantage of it. I want to use it when I when I need to. And yeah. if I get enough use out of it, I'm going to have the motivation and energy to come to work. I don't know about you, Haley, but like, I can't stay home for months and months at a time. I, I had an ankle injury a few mm-hmm. years ago and it kept me home for several months and drove me about bonkers. Yeah. Like I cannot do long periods like that. So I would, yeah. I would need to come into work just for my sanity. Yeah. So like, I think if we just gave people the option, they'd probably be more willing to work. <laughs> Absolutely. I would feel, I feel a lot better going into like a long weekend or a break you know, that Mm -hmm. week before I'm like, yes, I can get through this because I have Mm -hmm. something else to look forward to. Mm -hmm. It it keeps me motivated. Or even if they don't want to do like unlimited time off, just more time off or shortened work hours. Kids don't need to go to school as long as they do. They just don't. And the only reason they do it is because it works around their parents' work schedule. That's the only reason we're in school that long. And the thing is, too, is they're like, oh, it's cheaper because we can pay less per hour. And I'm like, no, you just pay the same amount for less hours. (laughs) Yeah. And then people just get their work done. It just increase. Yeah. Increase the pay scale per hour. Yeah. Like, I can't believe the number of TikToks that I've seen of people saying, hey, for those like in a corporate job and Mm -hmm. are paid for 40 hours a week how much do you actually work a day and some people are like honestly maybe 15 to 20 minutes of real focus time and throughout the entire week i spend maybe five to six hours actually completing my responsibilities working from home and guess what the job gets done and it gets done really well Mm -hmm. and everything else is just sitting around Mm -hmm. yeah it's a very messed up system so i hope that uh the white house Here's this podcast. Hmm. 
Because <laughs> I know for sure they'll be listening. Hook us up, Joe. What's up, Joe? How you doing? Okay. Well, speaking of breaks, I yes. think it is time for us to go into our break. Make sure yeah. you all get your water, get a little hydrated, and we'll be back. Welcome back. We are all hydrated and ready for questions. So we're back to our yeah. listener submitted questions this <laughs> week. All right, Rainy, you have question one. I did. And not to brag, but I'm pretty sure this question was directed at me. So that's why I chose it. Yep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, it was probably directed at both Haley and I and our mental health issues. Um, right. They were like, hmm, Haley would mm. benefit from this. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, the first question, it's it's submitted anonymously, but it's just tips on finding a good therapist. And this is a little bit of a loaded question, um, but I think it's important to address because I think a lot of people feel like you get into a therapist and that's your one and done and that we're all the same and we all counsel the same and whatever and that is just straight up not true (laughs) (laughs) um counseling differs and it's not just techniques but it's just the way we we build relationships and have conversations with people it is a conversational skill that we have learned um and so While we have some of the same basics, a lot of us do different approaches and work with people in different ways. There are, even in the school, like I have kids who come in and work with me that I'm just like, I just honestly, I'm not sure I'm connecting with. And then other ones come in and the second I start talking to them, we instantly connect and it's so easy. And so it it really is trial and error. Like you're not, you may not find a good one the first or the fifth time or whatever, but just keep trying. You will find somebody. So that's, that's my first like ground tip. But then after that, I think you need to look at like, what exactly are you looking for help on? A lot of these therapists will tell you exactly what they are good with. Do you just need just some mental health stuff. Like, are you just having a lot of bad days lately and you just need somebody to talk to? You can go to any counselor for that. That's fine. But if you have like an eating disorder or um, some sort of drug use disorder, um, even there's even therapists who help with people that are struggling in the church or have just left the church. Um, there's therapists for marriage and family. And I mean, there's a lot of different therapists for you to go find. So you need to look for something maybe a little more specialized in what you want. The third thing, and I think this is especially important for women, decide if you want to talk to a male or a female. I think think it can be really tough, especially with that, that power dynamic and that, um, that gender dynamic, it can be really hard to find somebody if they're not your same gender, cause they may not understand. Um, but the other important thing too, is a lot of therapists, um, will like, we're trained to do a lot of different things. And if we haven't been trained for it, we are supposed to ethically send you to somebody else. Like Mm -hmm. 
if we don't have training in that area, we are supposed to send you to somebody else, or if we don't feel comfortable knowing how to help you. But for the most part, you should be able to find most therapists have a pretty broad range of uh, counseling skills. Um, And then I think sometimes it just takes time. So you may find somebody and not be sure if you like them, maybe don't give up on them quite yet. Go to two or three sessions and just see what happens. Uh, Another thing that's important is money. Um, Some therapy agencies will have sliding scales or they will take your insurance or not take your insurance. Um, So that's also important, which kind of sucks that it is so limiting when it comes to that, but maybe you need those limitations. Maybe that's how you're going to find your perfect counselor is because they fit right in those limitations. Um, And then you're not having to take this whole world of counselors and you can kind of narrow it down that way. Um, And then Um, I would say when you get into the working relationship, you need to understand that your therapist is there to push you. So if you get in an argument with them or get upset, it may not be something they're doing wrong. And I think that's where a lot of people get confused. Mm -hmm. They, it may be actually like a therapeutic technique that they're doing. They're trying to push you. They're trying trying to help you change or trying to show you a different side of something and you may not be willing to accept it. So don't think that just because like you disagreed on something or like something made you like a little upset that like that person isn't a good therapist. They could actually be a great one in doing exactly what they're supposed to by pushing you to see differently. Um, so give that some time too. You can talk to your therapist if there's things that aren't working for you. So sometimes there's certain triggers you might have, or there's certain things that you would like for your therapist to do. So let's say you're somebody who likes to have your therapist assign you homework. Tell them, I I want you to assign me homework every time. Or for me, something that used to really bother me is when I'm I'm talking to somebody, I don't like when they sit and check the time the whole time I'm talking to them because it makes me feel like they're not listening. Mm. So I told my therapist that. And so she started pointing, this was my old therapist, but she started pointing the clock towards me so that I was the one checking the time. And that didn't bother me. That wasn't a trigger for me. It was only when she did it, that it Mm -hmm. like stressed me out. So there's, there's just so, like I said, this is such a wide expansive range, but hopefully those are some good, like starting points to finding the perfect therapist for you. Um, do you have something to add to that Haley? Um, I, I just wanted to throw in, I've had a couple of people who have shared their experiences with finding a therapist and these two people in my mind, both of them received recommendations from like their immediate family and that mm-hmm. made it really difficult for them because they already had a personal relationship with someone mm-hmm. so for example yep. someone that we went to church with they they are a therapist and so when they needed help their parents thought oh well we already know someone you know are you willing to meet with her and then that made this person feel really uncomfortable because they thought okay well you already know everything about my family mm-hmm. you know i don't feel as open then you they started to develop kind of trust issues and you know they weren't really focused on yep. you know, being open and um the other person recommended uh for couples therapy and again 
um, that therapist knew that family and one of the people involved, one of the partners felt like, oh, well, this therapist, I feel takes the other partner's side because they know their, their family and they, they don't know me really as an individual. So that's something that I would be, you know, aware of if you're getting recommendations from family that from, from what I have seen, it has not turned out well if you know your therapist personally beforehand. Yeah, those those relationships can cross a lot of boundaries. And I would say try and avoid it if you can too. I totally yeah. agree. Um, some people come from small towns where it's mm-hmm. really hard to avoid somebody that you know. So that's when I would suggest looking into online therapy. Um, yeah. cause then you could find somebody that's more of a stranger to you. You're going to want, want to find somebody that you feel like you can be an open book with. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the other thing to add on to that, don't feel like you're going to hurt your counselor's feelings. If you don't want to work with them anymore, yeah. we totally understand that. Like not everybody clicks, not everything works. Um, and that sometimes you just need to see somebody else, um, If you feel like you're hurting their feelings, it's probably going to be a lot more on just you feeling guilty about it than the therapist ever will feel that. Um, It's their job. Like at the end of the day, it's their job. So it's, and I, I hate to like make it sound like it's just this transactional thing, but if you kind of look at it like that, it makes it less difficult to, to say like, I don't want to see you anymore Mm -hmm. because um, if you think about it, like when Haley works in real estate, not everybody wanted that real estate agent. Not everybody wanted to work with a certain person. They might've switched over to different real estate agents, right? Yeah. Um, not it, Not every one of those will work for them. Sometimes mm-hmm. you got to pick and choose or, or grocery shopping. Sometimes you don't like a certain store. So you go to a different one, you know, everything has variety. Every counselor is different. And so it's just finding the one that works for you. Um, we'll be fine. There's other people that will work for us if we don't work for you. So don't feel bad about that either. All right. So Haley, you ready to move on to question two? Yes. Okay. So this one is a little more lighthearted, but they asked, what are some of your funny fears? The sound of people burping sends me to my own personal hell. (laughs) I have to say that I have interacted with a, a few people who absolutely hate burping And I didn't realize that, like, it maybe isn't socially acceptable to burp Mm -hmm. in public or, like, around your friends until Mm -hmm. those friends told me, like, whoa, you're a girl. Why are you burping? That's disgusting. So I'm sorry. I'm that person that if if you're my friend, I will burp around you. It's (laughs) true. I have a friend that (laughs) hates burping, and so I don't do it around her, but we don't see each other that often. And Mm -hmm. when... When we're around each other and I accidentally burp, like I immediately catch on to it. And I'm like, I am so sorry. I did not mean <laughs> to burp in front of you. I didn't mean to trigger you. And they just think it is the grossest thing in the world. So mm-hmm. I'm sorry for that. But funny fears. Um, I am like a three-year-old. I am scared of the dark. I don't like it. I can't sleep with like the closet door open, can't sleep with the bedroom door open, can't sleep with the bathroom door open. I cannot like, I cannot look out and just see like a black hole in my bedroom. I can't do it. Yeah. It's freaky. Yeah. I don't need a nightlight, but I just, I need all of the doors closed. (laughs) 
actually, you might be doing yourself a favor. Did you know that it's safer to have your doors closed at night than it is to have them open, like oh. your bedroom door? Hmm. So um, fires, oh yeah, fires have a harder time getting yeah. into your room if the door is closed. I've seen people's bedrooms be completely like um, saved from a fire just because mm-hmm. they slept with their door closed. Hmm. Well, look at me just being safe. <laughs> yeah that's what it is um other funny fears i am terrified of bees to the point where like i will scream run away avoid going outside i will avoid like watering plants or doing yard work if there is a bee outside like i fully just panic that's that's a normal fear don't feel bad about that okay yeah i'm terrified of bees i hate bees I just, I've never been stung before. And I. You don't want to be. Yeah. Going into another funny fear. I am terrified of getting hurt. I have never broken anything, never sprung anything, never needed Mm -hmm. major surgery. So I am like terrified of taking like physical risks because I I don't want to know what that pain feels like. (laughs) Just a little baby. Um. Another funny fear, I don't know if I've admitted this to you before, but I am really scared of opening a can of biscuits. Yes. Okay. Because I don't don't (laughs) like when they pop out of the canister. So I do not, I do not open cans of biscuits I make someone else do it I can't I can't even be I can be in the same room but I have to look Mm -hmm. away I have Mm -hmm. to cover my ears like I can't even hear the sound Mm -hmm. it's freaks stresses you out it it Mm -hmm. stresses me out I can't do it no what about you oh gosh so many (laughs) I'd say the first one that comes to mind this is one I always tell people when I tell them my weirdest fears and I have a story behind this it's really short but um I was at a sleepover or well I was having a sleepover at my house where some girls they're saying the night and we were watching this movie about like zombies and in the movie this person opened up their shower curtain and a zombie popped out attacked them close shower curtains yes if they're see-through if it's like glass it's fine like Mm -hmm. or like a see-through shower curtain I'm fine as long as I can see into the bathtub and I know it drives my mom absolutely bonkers if she's listening (laughs) she's gonna be nodding her head because she hates that I don't close the shower curtain but it's Uh because it freaks me out like I I like peek around the corner all slowly like I I'm so scared of closed shower curtains I would say another one is probably I hate the sound of bones breaking in movies so like so it's what the ones that i'm thinking of specifically like twilight when he breaks her leg oh yeah or harry potter when draco steps on harry's nose like stuff like that like i have to mute and walk away like i kind of like your cannabis thing that's me that it's just i hate it i hate it i would say another one is uh, I don't like this is really specific but I'm really afraid of falling not like tripping like while I'm walking or something that doesn't freak me out mm-hmm. <laughs> this is gonna give me a lot of flack but I've never learned to ride a bike before 
And, and when I tried learning, I, I just, I get so scared. I'm going to fall over that. Like it kind of stops me from learning because it just Mm -hmm. stresses me out so bad that I'm going to like tip over or, um, falling downstairs, you know, stuff like that. Like I just, and I know that falling is, is a normal fear. Um, it's actually one of the two main fears we're born with. Um, every person is born with the fear of loud noises and of falling, but that it's like more specific. It's like, I, I just, I really don't want a larger fall. (laughs) I guess (laughs) it sounds weird. I guess this isn't really a fear. It's kind of on the same level. It's, it's more of a pet peeve. But it like sends my, my senses into sensory overload. Like I just hate it. And I think Haley already knows this, but you know, the like holographic 3d designs, um, they, they used to be on a lot of like movie covers and stuff. And if you moved Mm. the picture, you could see two different like designs, depending on the way you move the picture. So it's made of that texture. I can't go near the texture. I can't look at it. I can't think like even thinking about it. I Mm. I'm squirming like people. And so idiot kids who sit there and scratch it. I want to kick them in the face. I'm not going to lie. Like it makes me (laughs) so uncomfortable. So that's, Uh I guess that's like kind of a fear of mine because I won't go anywhere near it. Like I, it it freaks me out. So those are probably my biggest ones. Did you watch Pretty Little Liars? Okay. In one of the first, it was either the first or second season, one of the girls gets into their car and like A is in the back Mm -hmm. seat. I don't know if you remember that scene, but like that is just engraved in my mm-hmm. mind forever. And so anytime I get into the car, I look in the For back seat. A. Anytime. Ever, yep. ever since I saw that yep. episode. Every single time. I cannot get into the car without looking in the back seat. That's that's actually like a really good safety thing to have. Yes. Yeah. And me like walking through a parking lot, yeah. I'm just like constantly looking over my shoulder. I probably look insane, no. but I am just like no. terrified of being abducted. We love the paranoia oh. that us women yeah. <laughs> have gotten over right? the years. It's great. Isn't that lovely? It's lovely. <laughs> and then the last thing that came to mind while you were talking, mm-hmm. you, you talked about noises and and the sound of people eating or chewing mm-hmm. just absolute absolutely just it will send me mm-hmm. into like a full it like sends me into full hysteria sometimes like i have cried yeah. on multiple occasions because of how people sound because when they i just i just yes and I, I can't do it. And my eyes just immediately tear up. And I'm like, I can't, yeah. I can't, I can't be around this right now. And I, I need the music to be yeah. really loud. I take that and I raise you just mouth noises in general. I don't like mouth noises. Yeah. This is, oh, this is so bad, but a lot of older people do this when they get like really bad cotton mm-hmm. mouth or something and you can just hear their tongue. Oh, <laughs> I, mm, mm, puts me on yeah. edge like sends me over the edge so I get it like and 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 (sighs) eating noises falls into that category Mm -hmm. especially when they're eating stuff like like yogurt or something I'm like (laughs) (laughs) no last thing because you just remind me okay do you know some people who just have like constant like white film yeah around their lips I can can think back to like two or three people from middle school and high school that I was friends with. And I was like, I am rethinking our entire friendship. Because of the film. Because you just have a constant film Mm -hmm. and it's just you. And it never went away. And I'm like, I can't, I can't look at you. Isn't that a sign of dehydration? I don't know. I think it might be. That just means they need more water. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, well, okay. You ready to move on? Yeah, please. <laughs> okay. So this last one is how do I say no to babysitting for my friends and family or even people from church? I get asked a lot and with my friends and family with kids, they never offer to pay or even offer any type of compensation like dinner or exchanging for a favor. I like my alone time. So this was also mm-hmm. spitted anonymously. Okay, this is going to be hard. I don't I know. This this is going to sound really blunt, mm-hmm. but just say no. That's yeah. it. Like it's it's just say no. <laughs> and I know that that's like, <laughs> oh my gosh, but what are they going to say? What are they going to do? Mm-hmm. I think that's you overthinking that something bad is going to happen because you say no. And if they ask mm-hmm. why, I don't think there's anything wrong with telling them why. I think we've grown up in a society where like polite means letting people disrespect our boundaries. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's taken me like this is this is personal, but like it has taken me a really long time to be OK with just saying like, no, I don't want to do that because I just genuinely don't want to do that. Like telling somebody, no, I don't want to hang out because I just want to spend the day by myself. It has taken me yeah. a really, really long time to learn how to do that. But it's honest. And there's Mm -hmm. nothing wrong with me wanting to take the time for myself. And so if you say no, you can say, I don't want to, you don't Mm -hmm. done. You don't have to, you don't have to say like, oh, I think I might be busy. Whatever. Like, no, just say, I don't want to. Um, like, I think that's just us feeling like we're being impolite when, when in reality, we're just giving them a reason like we would any other time, but it's, it's an honest reason. Now, when it comes to the money part, it sounds like you might be willing to do it if they were to give you money or some sort of compensation Mm -hmm. for it. So ask for it. Like, I'm sorry if I'm like, I'm not trying to talk down to you and I hope it doesn't come across that way, but I want to show you that it's, it's, not as hard as maybe we build things up to be in our head. Um, but I think it's totally fine for you to say, Hey, if I'm going to do that for you, um, I will, but for 20 bucks for an hour or yeah, yeah respond yeah. Mm-hmm. or for, or like, what kind of exchange can we make for it? Tell them like you will do it for an exchange for something else. Um, if you don't want people to walk all over you or take advantage of you, you have to start communicating that. Yeah. I was going to say, when you respond, say, yeah, I'm free that night. My rate is, mm-hmm. and then just tell them, mm-hmm. you, you don't have to word it as, oh, are you okay paying me? Or I'd really like if you paid me or helped me with this. Say, yes, I am free. This is what I am charging. And if they say, no, that's too much, either you, A, offer a different price, or B, say, sorry, that's my rate. Yeah. And if maybe since you've mentioned exchanging for a favor, mm-hmm. if you have a favor in mind, then respond, you know, yeah, I'm free. How about, you know, two hours of babysitting for whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know, whatever the favor is that you have in mind and have that in mind before you agree to it. Mm-hmm. But definitely, that I mean, that's hard. And I feel like that plays into a lot of times people tend to see um, child-free people as just like free babysitters uh-huh. or like, oh, well, your weekend isn't as important. I need to go on a date night and be away from my kids. And why don't, you know, why don't you and, for example, oh, why don't you and Logan go come over to our house and babysit or we can drop the kids mm-hmm. off because we need we need time together and you guys don't have anything to do you guys don't have kids so you don't need time away <laughs> just just not true 
<laughs> like what? Or the poor like teenagers, they want to enjoy their weekends. They don't want to feel like they have to babysit every mm -hmm. weekend. And, and it's, hard. it's hard because I know that these are people that you care about. Like I'm not trying to to disclude that like sorry, I'm not trying to exclude that. I know that it mm -hmm. says friends and family. So, you know, this could even be immediate family members saying like I need you to babysit yeah. your brother. And if that happens, if this if this is for some reason like a teenager who messaged this, um, maybe that's something that you talk to your parents about saying like, hey, I I am okay with helping you, but like I would like a little bit of compensation for it. It's still work that you're asking mm -hmm. me to do and I have other stuff I have to do. So if I'm going to take my time out and do it, yeah. can we make a deal? Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It just takes practice. And yeah. And, and I, I, like I said, I hope I didn't come off too blunt in my suggestions, but that's really the only way that you're going to overcome that is by actually saying mm -hmm. something. Yeah. Yeah. Something I really appreciate about my sisters is they never assume that I will babysit for them. Good. So if we're on vacation and we're at the beach and they want to go grab lunch, have a little one hour lunch date, they will ask me and they rarely even ask, mm -hmm. you know, they take on the responsibility of parenting. Mm -hmm. And it's something that I enjoy so much that I say, hey, why don't you guys go out to lunch and let me watch the mm -hmm. girls for a couple hours? Because it's something that I enjoy. And they rarely will say, oh, well, I really need you to watch the kids tonight. Or, oh, we have this planned. So we're going to watch, you're going to watch the kids and we're going to go mm -hmm. out and we'll just, we'll just check in with you later. So I really appreciate that they they don't do that so i would encourage those with kids that are listening mm -hmm. to you know be mindful of those around you and grandparents are not built in babysitters yep. i don't think that's fair i think it's that um i i need you to do this mentality that's yeah that's yeah. a little too much um if your mm -hmm. parents or grandparents listening work on that <laughs> maybe maybe just <laughs> learn how to it ask okay to say no and that yeah. it's okay if somebody tells you no, or if they ask, or, mm -hmm. you know, try and work on offering a compensation. Maybe some people are too yeah. scared to ask for one. So if you're in the position of asking, say, hey, will you do this for this amount of money or for this thing? Mm -hmm. um, you know, work on, on offering that because some people might just be too timid to ask. Um, the yeah. other thing too, I guess this just came to mind, but I hear a lot of like spouse say that to their spouse like I need you to watch the kids tonight I'm gonna go out and do something mm. yeah I don't think that's okay like I know it's your spouse and I know that's their kids but I still mm -hmm. think it's polite to ask in case they had plans to like they're still a person yeah they still have things yeah. going on so saying like Hey, are you available to watch the kids tonight? If not, we can call your mom and dad or call so-and-so, mm -hmm. but like asking your spouse as well, if it's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's it. Do you have anything else to add? No, that's all. Okay. Well, um, yeah. we have loved doing these episodes so far. Again, we only have just a few more episodes. We're wrapping up the season here pretty quick. Um, please don't forget mm -hmm. to leave us some reviews, um, ask questions if you've got any. Uh, we are still looking for questions and we're going to need plenty for season three. So um, yes. we definitely need some more questions submitted. So that would be great. If you will keep an eye out on our Instagram, 
am with one of our guests that we have coming up in a couple of weeks. Um, we have another professional coming on and we are going to be posting asking for very specific questions for her to answer. So just kind of keep an eye out on social media yeah. for when we post. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That, that would be great. Thank you, Haley. Happy hashtag <laughs> not thriving Thursday. I stole it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> But yes, you can have it. <laughs> yes. I hope you all have a great rest of your week and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.